1: Hello and welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. Marcus Pierce here with you for episode 428. And as always, I shoot down south, all the way down to Melbourne, to Australia's number one wellness expert, one of the most generous, charitable souls I've ever met. He is my brother from another mother, Dr. Damien Christoph. Hello, legend. Hello, legend. Thank you so much, PC. I thought when you
0: said it, we're shooting down to Australia's number one, I thought you were going to say lockdown state. That's <laughs> what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> we, uh, are we are shooting down
1: to Australia's <laughs> number one down. lockdown hotspot of Melbourne, Dr. Damien Christos. How are you? Six new cases. Lock the
0: state down right now, and that's where we're at. So I'm a little bit frustrated, to be honest with you, PC. I love you to bits, so and thank you so much for – uh, your introduction and everyone who's joined us i know that you'll all be feeling um a little bit of something if you're here in victoria that might be um greater than just a niche i have to tell you um i went for a walk earlier on it was amazing it was beautiful down there um crystal clear blue skies the water was blue um did my push-ups because we're doing this push-up challenge thing at the moment and. Um, and it was unreal, and I, for a moment there, I was kind of I, I lost myself a bit. It was really nice because these are the that's the sort of thing that you've got to do to get out of your head, get out of your space, to stay well. You've got to get outside. You can't stay inside. So you know, thank thank God, thank goodness that we have great weather right now to be able to get out. Um, otherwise, I think we'd all be doing it a bit more tough in Victoria.
1: Well, Damo, you are in the thick of lockdown. Well, I'm not going to call it lockdown 4.0 because it's just been, as we record this, it's just been extended by another seven days. So let's, that's, you're going to enter lockdown 5.0 because it's two lockdowns of seven days. And we won't, uh, well, we'll attempt not to get into the ins and outs of it because I think, as you just told me before we hit record, it's a very bitter pill for every Victorian to swallow. And there are so many, uh, so many reasons why. And if we get talking about it, we will. Um, but I want to flip the script because we were we're gonna we're in the process of recording two episodes here and I um and we've spoken about what we want to talk about on both of those episodes. But one of them, and I'm just gonna turn the order unless you vehemently disagree, one of them is um based around what you just said. You are going through a tough time at the moment, let's not sugarcoat it, and you have taken upon yourself to go out and um and use your time uh, wisely by going out, getting some fresh air. And you said you almost, uh, if you almost want to go, you almost had a moment. You had a moment with nature. You actually had a moment where you um, uh, you know, found a level of gratitude that I imagine would not always be so easy to, um, to create at the moment. So given that uh, millions of um, Australians, Victorians are, are going through this at the moment, I think it would be a great opportunity to talk about what you do and I'm happy to put in what I do as well, what you do to help yourself maintain a level of mental wellness on a daily basis because I have no doubt that there are a lot of people that you know are grown adults and uh, have lived lives, great lives but are really struggling to uh, keep their head above water at the moment.
0: Oh, mate. Yeah, true. Um, There are a lot of people struggling to keep their head above water. Even before going into lockdown, people are having a really tough time. Um, You know, with the threat or the idea that maybe we might actually go back into lockdown, that was actually stressful enough for some people. And the fact that we've actually gone into that space um, means that you really got to dig deep and draw upon the strategies um, that you've learned through the years to be able to, you know, keep yourself well. For me, Um, I go back to the presentations that I do around Cracky Stress Code and think, you know, what are those things that I advise my patients to do um, that I could also be doing to help me decrease the impact of stress? And there's a a number of things that are actually going on for me. And I'm happy to share this, you know, openly with everybody. Um, Obviously, there's the stress of um, not being able to see my patients. Part of me staying mentally well on a daily basis is me meeting with people. Um, you know, I don't do well by myself. Um, I really enjoy being around people and not, not to say that I don't enjoy reading a great book like Exceptional Life, um, which you hopefully are all reading, um, or that I don't mind, um, you know, hanging out by myself, by a pool somewhere, doing nothing at all. Um, those sorts of things that are intentional to be by yourself. I think, I think that's really good to do. Um, I love it. Sometimes I'll be on the putting practice green for a couple of hours just putting you know golf balls towards a, a hole um, as part of almost a meditation. like I, I love to do that sort of thing. but when all of that's ripped away, um, there's other things that kind of come into play. So yes there's the day-to-day stressors of life um, that I manage by being around people. I see uh, as a chiropractor I get to put my hands on people on a tactile. Um, my love language is uh, is touch. And uh, words of affirmation, I love those things. You know, for someone to say that I'm doing a good job, and for me to be able to, you know, put my hands on people, uh, it floats my boat and it decreases my stress enormously. So I love that. Um, With that being taken away, um, and things being and changing very quickly, it means that I have to shift and find ways in which I can. Um, uh, without wanting to use a cheap word, pivot. Like I I kind of want to – I need to find another way to feel good. And so I've got to go to the biohacking (laughs) components of this. You know what I mean? Because there's lifestyle things that you can do um, that I do every single day that help to decrease my stress. But this is outside what I normally do in a lifestyle space. Like I wouldn't normally walk 10 kilometers um, and just – you know, stop and do random, you know, 30 sets or 30 push ups in sets, you know, along the beach every couple of hundred meters. You know, I'm nearly at 200 and something push, 200 uh, 230 push ups I've done today, um, just because what I, else is I can I do? You know? yeah. I've got all this time, right? Uh, so, you know, to to do that, um, the other things that I'll do is I'll lie on a posture pole. Um, another thing I'll do is I'll call my mates. You know, I'll call my golf mates and I'll be involved in those sorts of chats. Speaking with you, Pete, is a great thing to actually help me out, um, which I, I think is really important. Um, walking um, in the middle of the day without sunglasses on is a great strategy to help you sleep better at night, and so. I've done that today. I walked for a couple of hours uh, with no sunglasses on and, uh, and I know that that will have a profound impact on me tonight, which will be very, very positive. But the other thing that's going through my life at the moment is deep sadness and sorrow. Um, only three weeks ago, Piercy, you and I interviewed um, Amber's grandmother and she was in great shape. And Isabel we Wallace? And we commented, yeah, Isabel. And we commented on how incredible... A woman she is. Um and we've had such incredible feedback and so many people have downloaded this podcast um and have absolutely loved it. Um and today she's likely to take her last breath. Um God rest her soul. And and um and it's very sad, it's very, very heavy, and I know Amber is, you know, gonna have a rough time and the whole family's gonna have a rough time because only three weeks ago she was in great shape and then here we are today, you know, about to part ways and, you know, send her off on her next journey, which is, is quite incredible. So, you know, that brings up a whole host of other um, emotions and challenges. And, you know, then there's my papa. Did I, you know, grieve him properly? And so I think about all of those sorts of things. And so I'm working through a, a lot of things and having the – not having the ability to be around as many people as what I normally would actually becomes really tough. So I've got to dig deep. I'm definitely having magnesium right now. Are we having some herbs, not the herbs that expand your consciousness, but <laughs> herbs that alter my emotions? Um, definitely. Um, they're legal, and I will do the biohacks um, to assist me to maintain my well-being. Um, so that's what I've got to do. So there's lots of things that are going on now. That's my story. Um, there's other people that have got other stories on at the moment. You know, there's a situation where a young boy uh, drowned the other day in Port Ferry. Um, on a school camp. His parents sent him on a school camp. He went to Port Ferry and he drowned. Um, It was his first school camp ever, Um, and he walked off from the pack and drowned, and his parents couldn't give him a proper funeral. Um, And the grief that they must be going through, so there's a whole lot of these things that you kind of think, okay, everyone's got some tough stuff at the moment, so let's think about the things that we can be doing together and for each other um, to to you know get it get us all through I suppose and it's different here in Victoria um, you know I, I I'm getting comments from Ravi and getting comments from Kale and and you kind of go yeah I know I get it comments from New Zealand I'm getting comments from Western Australia comments from South Australia everyone's going oh what are you muppets doing in Victoria and I feel so helpless like I literally feel like I'm trying to do everything I possibly can to help as many people as I possibly can, but I feel so helpless, PC. Like I just, I don't, I feel like I, even when I write to the local member, member of parliament James Newbury, and say, James, this is absolute BS. You know, what do we need to do? What can we do? Um, I feel like we, the population, feels helpless and lost. That's how I feel like people are feeling right now. So.
1: It's uh, incredibly heartfelt, and uh, I think we're all um, we're all feeling for you. We've all got tears welling in our eyes as you speak, Damo. And uh, I can see some comments coming through on the Facebook Live, just expressing their their their, their sorrow and their and their compassion. Um, it is no doubt uh, it's so close. I think I think people that have been listening to this podcast for a long time that feel like and and do you know feel like they know you. Radio and podcasting is an incredibly intimate. Uh, medium where you you just feel like you know people's lives. So to hear you talk like that, uh for me as a good friend of yours and for a lot of people listening um and watching this at the moment, uh it's hard to hear. Hard to hear you struggling yeah. um the way that you are. Um, but th- at the same time it also sounds like you've got that you've also got the strong philosophy behind you with everything that you've taught others about how to deal with stress and like you said this is a deep emotional stress there's a physical stress there's a social stress there's a financial stress you know we we're talking off air earlier that it's not just it's not just you as a chiropractor that misses you know um income it's the the staff the team members that you support it's their income it's all of the all of the things that 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 go with it, and all, and that's just one business out of hundreds of thousands across the state, and uh, the social and the financial and the emotional and the stressful impact that that, that has on people. Can you? I don't want to. I don't want um, to uh, start to theorise this too much, but I I do love what you talk about in Crack Your Stress Code for people that are going okay, like Damo's is going through a tough time, but you are in a way able to process. You're almost in a way able to process your IP through your own experience. Can you share with people um, the, the crack your stress code cascade so people that are going through their own challenges at the moment can you know, begin to work their way through it in the framework that you teach? Yeah, totally.
0: So I reflect on it. I have been reflecting on it um, because I talk about this cascade of, um, of stress that goes from being stressed, which means that you care. Um, and that we all should have an element of stress. I think it's really important for us to all experience some degree of stress. Um, because stress is, is what helps us grow stronger. And stress is what actually allows us to, um, kind of almost level up, I suppose. Like if you, if you can survive stress, then, um, you'll go to the next level of, um, awareness, the next level of strength, the next level of, um, emotion, the next level of, um, Compassion and so on and so forth. So stress is a really really great thing to experience. It's when stress doesn't get um, Controlled or when stress becomes out of control that you start to feel um, Overwhelmed Um, And as you move into overwhelm either that's a result of doing too many things not resting enough not taking time for yourself not living um, in integrity um, you know, in other words, uh, you being incongruent with the decisions that you might be making, um, you know, with the way you spend your time or the food that you're eating or the exercise habits that you've got, whatever it is, like I'm, I'm being all encompassing and being in an umbrella kind of, you know, I'm trying to envelop as many. Um, there are a number of different
1: this. ways that, that overwhelm can generate small right. incremental yep. habits or lack of habits over time. Yep.
0: That's exactly right. So um, then, you know, so for where I am right now, where I'm, I'm having a, I feel like I'm sad. I, I wouldn't say that I'm depressed, but I feel like I'm, I'm not in a great place, not in the greatest place that I, I have been. I, I, if I'm to reconcile where I'm going with this, I'm probably in that overwhelmed phase. Like I'm probably at that point where I'm feeling a bit overwhelmed. So overwhelm could mean that there's sadness, there's emotions such as despondency. Um, I don't feel hopeless. I feel helpless. Mm. Um, but I and there's a difference between hopelessness and helplessness. Mm. Um, so I, you know, I'm I'm at that point. So I've I've got to a point where there's overwhelm. I feel an enormous sense of responsibility for my team, for my uh, for my staff, for my practice members. Um, and for all the people that come in to see me and request support and help, and and that's and, and I love doing that, but I feel an enormous amount of um, um, responsibility over that. So, uh, and it's responsibility that I'm willing to take on. That's I'm a practitioner and I love that. Um, I'm a business owner and I love that. And I and I'm, I feel like I'm a I'm a good leader in my in my practice to be able to um, help. All of our team through that sort of thing. So, but this is me being raw and honest, right? So, I'm probably that overwhelmed phase. If I let this overwhelmed phase get out of control, I might find myself um, not able to sleep. Now, if I get to that point, I'll have alarm bells ringing. You know, at that point, I'm really going to step in and I'm going to be doing more to move me away from the cascade of moving into helplessness. So hopelessness. So which would be depression. So I don't want to move into that space. That's not where I want to be. Because to come out of that requires a lot of work and, and I don't want to let myself get into that into that space. And not that I'm saying that people have ever let themselves get into that space, but through not knowing the stages or the cascade of and the process and the and the and, and the point at which you're at in this stress cascade inadvertently you let yourself get into that mm. point of insomnia or depression. Not, it's not your fault. It's just that you didn't know, right? Mm. So, And it's like a consequence of um, omission as opposed to something that you did yourself to actually get yourself to that point. You just didn't know. So um, being aware of that and where I am at, at the moment in that state of overwhelm means that I'm looking now for the next signal, which would be insomnia, the inability to stay asleep and the inability to get to sleep. So I need to be aware of that. So I'll look for that, um, but I'll be doing the things that would prevent that from taking place, like going for a walk in the middle of the day with no sunglasses on, trying to expose my skin to as much sunlight as I possibly can right now. Um, I will be lying on my posture pole, um, stretching out my chest muscles, my pec muscles, to allow breath to come back into my body so that I'm you know deep breathing. Um, I will be – I'll probably up my vitamin D and take some magnesium, you know. Well, I'm already taking magnesium, but I'll do some more of that as ways in which I can um avoid moving into insomnia. So that's gonna be really important for me.
1: That's so uh, I've just been writing down notes uh feverishly, and I, I hope anyone that is resonating with this just, just rewinds five or ten minutes and takes notes. So I love what the, the vision I had as you were talking was you know the path that you're going down, and there are signs along the path that say uh, you're stressed right now. And that means you care, and that's a good thing. Don't deny it. Don't try and shut it off. And as you walk down the yep. path, you see a big path, a big sign that says. Uh, I'm feeling somewhat out of control, like given the lockdown, like that's not within your control. Your practice gets closed on you. That's not within your control. Like um, Isabel so close to passing away, that's not within your control. And as you said, like it's only natural that there's some sadness that comes with that, some despondency that comes with that and a feeling of helplessness, not hopelessness, helplessness. And you see the sign on the path and it just allows you just like a town sign that says, you know, um, you know, uh, Melbourne 40 Ks away. You can see that that sign, or that this is where I am um, in my mental emotional space. And what you're now saying is that because you know, you know the signs on the path. If you, as you go down this path, you know that if you continue down this path, there will be a sign that says no sleep or insomnia or trouble falling to sleep or trouble staying asleep. And for you, if you get down that path and continue down that path, that's when the alarm bells are ringing because you know. Down that road, down that highway, is a feeling of not helplessness but hopelessness, uh, depression.
0: Absolutely. And
1: what you're saying is, if you got to that point, you would run away and you'd you'd start running the other way because you know that's
0: (laughs) absolutely.
1: Because you know, you know that's what what you would do if you got to that point. And then so instead of getting to that point, you go for walks without sunglasses on. uh, You do push-ups. You get on your posture pole. Uh, if people don't have a posture pole, it's really just allowing yourself to breathe and open your arms and literally, almost, almost get into a meditative place as, as best as you can. You're having vitamin D, you're, you're, you're having magnesium, so you're actively, actively dealing with and working through your stress response in a very conscious way, rather than wronging it or guilting on yourself. You're actually just recognizing it, accepting it and then proactively working through it, which I think is phenomenal. I think that's why I love hearing you talk about this because you, you are um, – for someone that is a feeler, you are a real feeler um, and like you said, you, you feel the responsibility of your work environment and the practice members and the rest but you don't go down the path of hopelessness. You proactively deal with the helplessness.
0: Yes. Yeah, which I think is really – for me, that's an important thing. Um, but I think also um, – with with all of this is the recognition of a philosophy around health, um, and that is that it's my job to look after my health, um, mm. which I think is really important. Um, and and in the current um, tyranny and um, draconian measures that our government is taking, um, it's it it steals away autonomy for the individual to look after their own health. In fact, people feel hopeless and helpless with regards to their health because they think that health is only going to come from following these guidelines or following the recommendations of somebody else um, who, albeit, is essentially a politician, not a scientist, um, about how we're going to get out of this, um, this situation. So... For me, it's really important that I maintain um, control over the the health expression that I've got. So I really have to knuckle down and eat great food. There is, don't get me wrong. There's the temptation to be chowing down chocolate, polishing off tubs of ice cream, eating more cobs popcorn than they can manufacture. <laughs> uh, you know, eating more than just panda chocolate. So I, you know, there's definitely those temptations. I definitely feel like. Um, I could easily go down that route and I have been eating some ice cream and I have been eating lots of popcorn but if that was all I was going to do and I wasn't going to be eating my salads, I wasn't going to be having you know, fish and chicken and uh, red meat and vegetables and fruit and berries, um, if I wasn't going to do all of those healthful things, having my matcha green teas and doing all, if I wasn't going to do that, then, I could easily cause a chemical cascade to push me further into that insomnia, and a chemical cascade to push me further away from health and into despair, um, which which would then require further intervention, right? So, um I've got to grab the bull by the horns and do everything that I can to protect myself so that I can protect those that I love and protect people that I care for. So, um, I, I'm moving away from moving further and I'm being more repelled by the allopathic model of healthcare and moving more towards a vitalistic approach to healthcare which is uh, one where there's respect and credence given to the body's ability to heal um, and it's an innate intelligence so mm. um, the the flip side to the rhetoric that's being promoted at the moment in the Herald Sun, the Age the Australian and the Government departments, Department of Health, the and Human ABC, Services.
1: Channel Seven, Channel Nine, Channel Ten, and every all single media for, outlet that claims to be all independent that for <laughs> marketing
0: rhetoric BS is working in the opposite way for me because mm. I'm I, trusting it less.
1: And I love uh, that you've said that it is your job to look after yourself, and so many of us have. Uh, Look, I'm not going to say you've had your hearts broken, but if anyone expects the government to inspire you or the government to empower you, I think the events of the last 18 months can knock that ideal off the head. I think Damo, you said it once, at so uh, eloquently at a wellness summit, like when people were putting their hands up to that they thought the government should, you know, um, improve their health, or you were like, don't, don't expect the government to uh, do it for you. It, it is our job um, because we're seeing at the moment that. If you want to live the vitalistic lifestyle that you're talking about, Damo, it is up to us as an individual. I think on the flip side, it is a little bit uh, the, the challenge with that. As Krista Mountford has just said, all the services we need to access to help our mental health during this time aren't available, including chiro, massage, naturopathy, and the rest. So there is a delicate a delicate part to that conversation as well. But I think, Damo, we just want to thank you. There's a lot of comments coming through here on the Facebook Live that are so grateful for your vulnerability, your honesty, uh, your generosity of spirit and insight, um, and just the authentic way in which you have shared with us your experience. And on behalf of all the listeners, I just want to thank you for taking us to that place today.
0: Thank you, PC. Thanks for listening. And thanks for joining everyone and all of your comments, um, all of your uh, well wishes. Um, I wish them all back to you too. And and thank you uh, for your care.
1: I'm not going to say stay safe because, to be frank, I'm over it. It's not about safety. This is about stay well and stay inspired and stay strong and uh, be vigilant in being the best version of yourself and not to succumb to the social pressures that want you to play small. Uh, This is a time to – empower and inspire yourself. And as Damo shared with us on this episode, um, it is our individual job to make sure that we are living as best a life as we can right now. So yeah. to everyone that has yeah. watched and listened and been a part of this podcast today, um, we thank you. We wish you well uh, wherever you are at the moment. Um, to find out more about Damo, head on over to DamianChristophe.com, myself, MarcusPierce.com.au to everyone who supports this podcast and our message. Thank you for your support. And until next week, more than ever, Continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. Bye for now.
0: This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter, The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives.